compared to the team. He portrays himself and tries to call himself Mr. Right. Mr. Right. We got a strong team. Jason Lewis, Jason Lewis, Jason Lewis, ready to contribute, uh, ready to fight for what's best for this country. Jason Lewis, Jason Lewis, Jason Lewis. Thank you and God bless you. Jason Lewis, Jason Lewis, Jason Lewis, Jason Lewis. He rode a blazing saddle. And you're live. Why are they playing Jason Lewis's uh, music on our intro? That is so strange. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Free Talk Live. Give us a call at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. It's Mark with you. And JJ. We're on, we're on day two of Ian's incarceration. Our main host, Ian Freeman, is not a free man. Not at the moment. That's uh, sad, sad but true, and um, he has, uh, well, been uh, sent to the pokey for standing in front of a, a police car obstructing justice. He believed that uh, that the young woman was being taken to jail um, unjustly, and he wanted to show his displeasure with that. And that's they- right. He had been inspired by uh, David Krause's uh, stand in front of the National PD uh, during the. Uh- the 420 event that happened during the Liberty Forum, not last year, but the year before. And so he had made a determination that the next time he ran into the situation and he felt that the rights of someone he knew and that he valued were trampled, that he would, in fact, stand in front of a cop car or whatever it needed in order to stop this sort of madness or at least affect it in some way. And obviously he didn't stop anything and, in fact, got himself arrested. But he did take a stand, and, and I think... Sometimes that inspires people when when someone takes a stand and, and obviously sacrifices that uh, that sort of inspiration is is positive. I think. I think we might not be hooked up to the network. So um, yeah, it's um, well, let's just start from the top here again. Eight five five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero thirty seven thirty three. It's the SACL CAI call in line and it's mark with you and jj and uh this is day two of our co- i'm good but i'm in cape Girardeau, missouri okay we've got some that's kind of audio true, problem. that's true great place to live okay we're hearing a feed from another radio station. yep hearing something so uh let's uh let's just start from the top here <laughs> it's a uh, free talk live it's eight five well, you uh you might know my son too he he works up there he's a comedian in your area up there in saint paul but uh, we, uh, he and I both, are are looking forward to uh, uh, Herman Cain stepping up a little bit more in uh, after this debate tonight. Okay. Well, uh, this. Hello. I don't know that there's anything to. I don't think that person can hear us. Oh no, that person can't hear us. Okay. So um, let the board up. Uh, tell us when we're when we're in here. Okay. I think they're having a little problem back at the uh, the studio. So uh, or the so this is still recording studio. for the actual uh, archive, isn't it? Yep, yep. They're going to be hearing it for, on the um, the podcast and the live stream, but uh, radio show is yes. 
currently not uh, syndicated. It's, Board it's, up. You got us? Okay. What uh, well, because of the no, things he, that he, he supports, I, you know, you know, you find more of of your rhinos uh, do not support the fair tax, and Herman does, and well, uh, that's, that's unfortunate. Probably to to this, but, my uh, biggest well, it's <laughs> funny, I suppose. I mean, you know, you got, not if you're the business. You owner. can talk. Me, 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 me. Not if you're like the business beaker. owner and you pay. to bring this country back after weird. what we've been through. <laughs> Uh, with so you have a new system there, so we got to cut the them a little country. slack. Okay, okay, you know, bring it let's back comment on uh, Herman Cain here. Okay, Herman Cain's uh, great. It's only get worse. And, fair until, tax. Until Just taxes are fair. And, no, taxes aren't fair. The They're theft. <laughs> that sounds like a complete audio drop of GCN. So, uh, yeah. So, um, day two <laughs> in the studio. You know, age of 18, oh, so we'll there's no two-tier thing like there is in Chicago, where okay. there's a 12 and under and then 13 to 17. Up, you there? This is anybody under the age of 17 in those areas must now be off the Start streets talking. by Start 9 talking. p.m. Okay, we're talking right, right now. That's pretty- it's Free Talk Live. Give us a call at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. It's Mark with you. And JJ. You know, we were having a little technical difficulties there. New system in the studio. That's right. Please do forgive. Uh, you know, it's it's an upgrade in technology. You're going to get a better show, but you know, working out the bugs, trying to figure out the new system. Please do forgive. This is day two of uh, our main host Ian Freeman's uh, incarceration. Yesterday, he was uh, sent to the pokey for um, well, standing in front of a police car. He uh, decided that the woman that was in that police car was being taken to jail unjustly. And that he would uh, sacrifice his freedom, I guess, for uh, for that. Not that it stopped uh, them from taking her. I I don't know. Like that's what he decided to do. That's what he did. It was, it was a noble cause, Mark, and in his eyes, and he thought it was valuable. So I, I think clearly he might not think the same way or, or assess the same value to the situation. But uh, yes, it, it was noble. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> um, you know, one one might question what the nobility is of leaving one's business partner and friends high oh. and dry while they go to jail for... Uh, well, he has so much faith in you, Mark. Nonsense. Um, anyway, that's uh, as the case may be, that that is what he has done, and he is off in the pokey. Uh, for those that are following the story closely, there is a little, 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 little bit of news. Uh, there's maybe some ling- legal wranglings that go on that are going on that may result in ian getting out but I the smart it. money is on ian doing 90 days okay or, or some 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 number thereof yeah i mean isn't there some kind of good time that's possible he can I, get? I believe it, the way it works is that you get a third or you serve two thirds of the time if it's good time okay so you could look at 60 days at this standpoint okay but uh, i think he's going to try to negotiate so that he gets back the old sentence that he got from district court which was 60 days with 300 suspended and a five hundred dollar fine. So that'd be forty days. So yes, then in that case it would be forty days. Um, I I I'm going to uh, hopefully be able to write some kind of friend of the court. This never happens in Superior Court. <laughs> uh, brief that kind of uh, you know to talk to the 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 judge. You know you have to write it up. You can't really you know can't really talk. But uh, to, to well, I'm sure he'll look forward to having one more person bag him. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. as far as feeding his ego or whatever goes. That's the case, maybe. But well, Ian is actually on his way to being uh, classified and, and able to receive visitors. Uh, Damo called this morning, and he was basically uh, in in between the the 
entry point, which is basically you're in SAG, you're you come in and you're you're in booking actually, and then you move to this sort of SAG, and then from the SAG you move into general population. So he should be able to receive visitors and make phone calls within the next day, um, or even sooner. But we can't uh, obviously give you a time frame. Oh, I, you know they they're going to move at the pace they they choose to yes. move at. Um, I guess uh, you know another piece of news is if you want to send in things, um, you can go to mail dash two dash jail dot com. That's a t o mail mail dash two dash jail dot com, and uh, that's, that's a little cute <laughs> yeah, jingle that goes one. with it. <laughs> so you can uh, you can go there and and send him something. If you want to send books, uh, you can only send books via from the publisher. So you can't uh, you know go to your bookshelf say you know. Ian would really like this book. I'm going to send it to him and uh, send it off. Can't do that. Um, you have to go through the publisher. And by that, I mean, you know, Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. There you go. <laughs> so help Ian uh, by helping Ian. Um, well, also, and, and as a person, not actually, I mean, I'm, I'm co-host of the show, but I don't work for Free Talk Live. I don't, you know, make any money off of them or anything. But if you want to, if you want to help out, if you're inspired by this, you're upset, whichever way you want to take it. Um, and you want to help out, the AMP program could probably use some help with this uh, you know, and just sort of use this to drive more marketing and more promotion and just get the word out faster. Well, you know, I wasn't uh, intending to make it a segment or a huge plug, but I think that there's uh, there's a lot to be said for that. Uh, actually, with the AMP program, we're thinking about having hiring out a professional to handle what Ian does during the day, which is affiliate relations. So that would be very helpful in that arena. Um, give us a call at 855-450-FREE. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Refrigerated Cookie Dough. Who would you bake some love for? Find fun and easy baking ideas at tollhouse.com. Kids love doing arts and crafts projects, especially when you join in. Try channeling all that artistic energy into the kitchen and bake up some creative treats together. Think of your art supplies as the frosting, sprinkles, and decorating gels, and use cookies or cupcakes as your canvas. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Talk Live. Live weeknight edition. It's Mark with you. And JJ. Give us a call at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Thank you. (laughs) You know, thanks for catching my slack there, JJ. Just trying to help you out, buddy. With all the concerns lately about the debt ceiling rising, don't be letting your health fall to the ground. Here's Mike Buck from New Zealand's Nature V with how to raise your health and save some wealth. Hello, Mark. Boy, do you have that right. You know, good health totally depends on good nutrition. And Nature V plant pollen is the organic vegetable food we tell you about every day here on Free Talk Live. It comes in a capsule, gives you full nutritional support, all 27 important vitamins and amino acids, 28 minerals, all those antioxidants. That's why we can confidently say Nature B is the health food store you hold in the palm of your hand. And uh, more energy. Also, it, it'll, it'll increase your sort of uh, digestion. When you're getting the right food in your diet, your body's going to function properly. Amen. And the energy, the sustained energy you get out of this is amazing. Plus, you get improved sleep, greater immunity, and those are just a few of the uh, wonderful benefits you get. And here's the best part. 
You can order your six-month supply right now for just $99.95 plus delivery. You do it today. We toss you three more months for free. You call toll-free to New Zealand, and remember Nature B's money-back guarantee. The toll-free number to get it rolling to you, 1-866-834-8355. That's 1-866-834-8355, or double-click online at naturebee.com. You know, what I find so motivating about Nature B is that it's a higher than 90% renewal rate. People take Nature B, they continue taking Nature because it works for them. So be just like me. Be all you can be with Nature B. Order now at 866-834-8355. It's 866-834-8355 or go to naturebee.com. Give us a call at 855-450-FREE. And, um, you know, thanks for talking to me a little bit about Ian, um, you know, JJ. The fact is that uh, Ian Ian going to jail has been on my mind uh, for the last 24 hours. I, I can tell you that, um, you know, we may not be the closest friends in real life, but we have a business together. And, um, you know, he is a good business partner uh, sure, he's somebody sure. who's trustworthy except for the whole j- jumping in front of cop cars things and then leaving me hanging but um you know at, otherwise when he's free and not uh, pursuing things that he considers to be a moral absolutes um you know he he, he does his work and picking up his slack tough stuff wow yeah so, well i think we're i think we're figuring it out though excellent so um, let's go let's go on with the the show prep uh, the fact is i've got a um, story here from it was uh, from Reuters about I, I'm going to have to read it so people understand. This is by Peter Apps from Reuters. Um, with social media brutally accelerating the news cycle and allowing rumors from they spell it with a U, so you know it's English <laughs> rumors, <laughs> rumors from uh, riots to bank failures to spread at lightning speed. Politicians, businesses, and governments must adapt fast. On Thursday. British Prime Minister David Cameron threatened to temporarily block platforms such as BlackBerry messaging used to coordinate looting and unrest. This story goes on to mention things like Twitter and Facebook. Wow, yeah. That's how you solve problems. With the (laughs) ousting of presidents in Tunisia and Egypt by uh, social media-fueled revolutions, clearly alarmed China's rulers who rely on sophisticated systems of networked authoritarianism to control online debate and and avoid a similar fate. I, you know, you know, they tried this in the uh, the Middle Eastern countries, didn't they? Yeah, this during is those a riots, bad, bad, bad idea. What does it tell you if if you know they okay in uh, let's just pick Egypt? You know, they they shut down the. Uh, this sort of internet, they shut down. Obviously, with the internet shut off, your your Twitter, all your Facebook messaging, all your all everything is shut off except for the basic um, phone lines. The internet was gone. And and what does UK think that they can do differently about the situation than Egypt did? Now the rioting, it seems, has has quieted down a little bit. It really just goes to show that governments are to a greater or lesser extent tyrannies. They don't have any other tools. No, they, it, it, that's exactly right. They they are pretty much the same. Any government has the same tools at its disposal, being violence and coercion and threats. But at the same time, they all can't solve problems. These are age-old tools, by the way. I mean, you know, they've, they've got the whip. Yep. You know, they have the, uh, the, 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 the guillotine. They've got the prison cell. Yep. And they've got threats of all those things and that's really all they've got um so when you know david cameron sees his uh you know portions of his city on uh, fire there and i can understand this is 
it's crazy what's going on in, right. in London. There's no doubt about it. I'm not supporting what's going on in London. I'm against it. But the idea that you're going to you know, shut down what? England's going to shut down Twitter and Facebook? Right. I'm stunned. I mean, you would you would expect that they're the same. The United States and England, for for the most part, are very much the same. The cultures aren't that much differently. The technologies and the uh, the sort of uh, you know uh, the technology has gotten so so uh, far spread in in the society, and it's so widely available that um, a lot of people use it. It's become an everyday part of life, and so for them to enact this ban. It just seems like it's it's much easier to accept the United States trying to pull some some uh, shenanigans like this. I, I, I when I heard this news, I this was the biggest reaction I've had to a news story. Um, I, I mean, you know, my reaction was holy effing shazbot, right? Like right. I I could not believe yes. the story. Are you were you very excited. Kidding me? Yeah. I just—it's stunning. Right. The idea that England um, would be trying to shut down Facebook and Twitter, and I agree with you that if um, the situations came that there was, you know, something like this going on in you know in cities around the United States, that you would probably see them try similar stuff. But I don't even think they can. Right. Right. Well, that's that's a difficult part. Point, How do you block that specific? You know, that specific uh, bit of software on the Internet, if you will. I really wonder, you know, at this point they've got the, uh, you know, they, they, they essentially, you know, the, the big Internet companies are the lapdogs of government to some lesser oh, or greater extents. Definitely. What would happen if, what would happen if. They actually did this in England. I, I think that at this point they're just kind of threatening it right. just to see what the reaction is going to be like. But what do you think Facebook's going to do to uh, – because they're going to – it would seem to me that Facebook would try to get its product out to its well, customers. Well, yeah, I, I think Facebook probably wouldn't do much at all. I know uh, there's there's a story of Anonymous is watching the UK as far as uh, what they're going to do about the situation. And there's a lot of stories about what led to this and what led to the riots and the fact mm-hmm. that the unemployment and a lot of areas in London are so – gentrified and there's so many different cultures and groups and and different uh people who all don't have jobs that they're at the point where the the, the cities are are basically groups of gangs of, of unemployed people who have nothing better to do all day and remember london has um, millions i mean yes. I, I think it's england i don't know there are so many closed circuit uh, tvs uh, cameras right. watching the citizens of london why haven't they swept well, they've these also criminals talked, up they've also talked about a, fi- a mask ban in london yeah you can't wear a mask in london really well, <laughs> you cannot wear a mask while setting a store on fire in london v for vendetta Jeez. it's nuts it's, they think they can control this The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9.
Free Talk Live, that's the name of the show. Give us a call. <laughs> that's a great intro. Thank you. Just in case you were wondering. Let's get to the point. <laughs> Give us a call at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. My name's Mark. My name's JJ. Check out the archives at archives.freetalklive.com. Unlike oh every other radio program in the world, Free Talk Live, there may be others. I don't know, but I think very, 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 very few. Free Talk Live offers you archives. Archives all the way back to 2006 for free at archives.freetalklive.com. Tell me about the Free State Project. Free State Project, if if where you are living, liberty is is dying or you can't seem to increase it. If you're having trouble just getting people together to record any of your court cases or deal with any of the uh, bureaucratic problems that you have, then you need to move to New Hampshire for the Free State Project. FreeStateProject.org is the place to go on the website indicator. But uh, <laughs> I know I'm thinking to dial, actually. <laughs> but just, but just they dial don't have in. a dial on the Internet. No. But anyway, uh, liberty-friendly people are moving here all the time. We have a lot of new movers coming to Keene. Uh, there's, there's a lot of places, depending on which crowd you like, which sort of uh, accoutrements, if you will. But um, I know for a fact that Keene has several new movers coming and... Uh, there's a lot of inspiring things happening here. There's a lot of activism. There's a lot of support. There's a lot of community and camaraderie. I think it's it's just a wonderful place. Check out the uh, freestateproject.org to find out more. Go there and sign up. Let's. Uh, we were talking about the London story, and we've actually got a call in from Sophia just outside of London. Is that right? Yeah, I live in the county of Surrey. Just, just I, I, the, the borough I live in, neighbors a London borough, so I'm just, just outside. What are your thoughts um, on this? And, and well, the, the riots in Croydon aren't that t- weren't that far away from where I, I actually live. Um, well, my thoughts are my initial thoughts when when this was happened was, oh no, here we go again. Where's this my balaclava? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, um, riots riots tend to occur under Tory governments. Um, now, tell me about Tory governments. To- I don't know everything about Tory governments. What's that mean? Conservative. Gotcha. Okay. Um, conser- last time there was a conservative government back in the 1980s, there there were riots in Brixton um, uh, in 1981, and then in 1985 in Brixton, Tottenham, Tottenham, and Toxteth. Now, why is that? Um, why, why do you think speculate? It's usually to do with public spending cuts, and the fact that public spending cuts usually hit the, the inner cities hardest. Makes sense. Um, because, they, 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 because they're usually the most deprived areas of investment anyways. Now, um, aren't some of these neighborhoods supposed to be middle class and uh, sort of mixed ethnic? Yeah, th- this is what's different about these riots. These are definitely not... I don't, I, you know. At first, I, I thought it, it was, an, you know, it was, it was a reaction to the austerity measures of this government. But it, it appears that that's not the case. This just seems to be general um, criminality. Okay. It's, it's, it's basically um, uh, people wanting a widescreen TV or the latest, um, you know, uh, 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 brand to wear. What sort of, um, a, what's the employment like there? Are, is it easy to get a job, or are there a lot of people looking for work? Um. In the inner cities, it probably is it's a lot worse. I mean, I live in a fairly middle-class uh, area, um, but even here, you know, pe- yeah, people are unemployed. You do see, you know, you walk up the street and you do see, you know, shop lots, uh, you know, uh, empty. Um, 
you, you know, you, you do see the recession all around. Um, has this come anywhere? Like how how close in blocks has this come to your home? No, no, it, it's miles. Okay, you know. Okay. But I mean, for instance, a lot of people who live in a nearby town, Red Hill, were frightened. There was rumours going around that there could be violence there, and that's closer to to Croydon. Um, which is where some of the hardest, uh, some of the, the, the most violent um, riots happen. But uh, yes, it has spread to middle class areas such as Ealing. Ealing is like uh, west, it's a, a borough in the west of London, and it is as middle class as it gets. It's very leafy, um, and it was <laughs> leafy. There's what a lot of trees, <laughs> a lot of bushes and trees. Uh, it's a British term. It kind of, it, it kind of, kind of, kind of means that it's, it's sort of suburbia. Okay. It's not, you know, the inner city. There probably are more um, leaves in suburbia. Yeah. No, um, but of, of course, a lot of people, um, you know, have been very knee-jerk about this. It's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, what, what, where are the police? What are the police doing? Because when the initial um, riots broke out in Tottenham, the police were actually standing back and allowing uh, buildings to burn, which had people in in them. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. and, and, and there were a lot of complaints. I mean, the initial riots broke out as a protest to a police shooting. Right. Um, but uh, you know, but then it spread across. Uh, you know, it's it spread, and of course, social media is taking the blame for this. However, the point should be made that social media is also happening, uh, helping to clear up the, this mess so? by um, people launching campaigns um, to you know for, for, for communities to, to get together and, and, and clear up and you know possibly look at what, what's causing all this. Well, I heard, a, I saw a report that the uh, the police were standing by because of a twenty uh, percent budget cut to police services, and then uh, something to the effect that the uh, they wouldn't affect the frontline police, but but regardless, the police were standing by in solidarity, or they were sort of protesting the budget cuts. Um. That I wouldn't deny that. I mean, you know, as I said, there's common criminality. You know, is, is abound with this, these rights, but I'd also say that. One of the underlying problems is there's no trust in the police anymore. I mean, the police were implicated in, in the Murdoch phone hacking scandal. Um, there was the G20, uh, there was the death of the G20 protest last year. Mm. Um, you know, and, 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 and of course, there's, you know, if you go only a few years back, there's the, the shooting of John Charles Dumanez, who was, you know, a Brazilian electrician who was mistaken for a terrorist. Um, and, you know, I think people don't have much faith in the police, at the, uh, you know, currently. And the, re- the reaction of the youth is, well, why, you know, why, why should we trust, trust, trust the police when right. they're going right? Right. Yeah. I think that can be extended, not just to the police, but all the government in general, just the state in general, because of the, uh, the cuts in services. And a lot of people, it seems, in, the, uh, in, in Europe and, and especially in in the London area and in the UK, are dependent upon so many government services and so many government uh, paychecks and, and uh, deductions and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, 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 I would, I, I would go, I would, I would agree to a certain extent, extent, extent with that. Um, I'd also, I'd also, I'd also say that the, 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 the some of the, some of the reaction to this is, is, is has been, oh, we should deploy the army, and I mean, yeah. the, the, the thing is, in, the, in, in this, in this sort of, in this sort of case, I think that people can be so knee-jerk about their own safety, and that Benjamin Franklin. Um, quote comes to mind you know that's right. those who who want to trade um liberty for for, for security will get um will deserve ne- uh, neither or get neither right i you know i think that's yeah that's that that's the quote and it is um 
you know, it, 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 this is frightening. Well, I, I say. What about the, like the the surveillance state that is uh, yeah, London? I was going to say CCTV has not whatsoever. It hasn't prevented any, any of this happening. Well, I think it might have, um, might have instigated it in a, in a degree in that people, uh, you know, when, when, you're, when you're constantly being surveilled, when you're constantly being scrutinized by, by unknown, you know, observers in some, some shadowy uh, closet somewhere, you know, it, it, kind of, it could kind of unnerve people over time. Yeah. Um, but as I said, people, you know, kids, one of the reasons uh, kids wear hoodies is to avoid CCTV. Oh, that makes some wow. sense. So people are carrying around their uh, disguise yeah. right on their upper back. Yeah, and that's why that's why you know the, 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 there are proposals by the government to, to, to ban people for, from wearing you know um, bandanas in front of the, uh, over their faces and, um, and whatever else, which I think is kind of ridiculous. Um, what, what about people? And what do people say about that? I mean, people that you know around town. I mean, would they they accept yeah, that? I, I think I think a lot of people are frightened. I mean, to sum it up. <laughs> um, Nigel Farage, who's the UKIP leader, who's a fairly libertarian individual, said, you know, he did this video the other day where he said, oh, you know, I've always been a good libertarian, I always believe in civil liberties, but I think it's time to deploy the, the army to sort this mess out. Oh, wow. That's... And so- I just thought, hold on, he's a libertarian and he's proposing martial law. Sophia, yeah, I think, thanks. I, th- I, think, I think it just comes from fear. Thanks. Thanks for the yeah, call. Thanks. I, you know, 855-450-FREE. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about Bitcoins at weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. This is Mark with you. And that's JJ. That's that's right. You know, and it's we're the, we're the B team here trying to uh, fill in for I mean, you. We're doing a great job, Mark. Uh, we're not doing too bad, I don't think. Uh, maybe. You know, I don't know. <laughs> that's the SACL CIA toll-free line. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, our, our market's exploitation, our empowerment. Professor Anthony Davies empirically examines the question of whether markets are exploitative. He finds that trade positively correlates with wealth creation, jobs, reductions in child labor, and increase in wages. Markets empower individuals rather than exploiting them. You can go see this video at learnliberty.org slash FTL. Uh, we've collected several videos that I have picked that I think that people should see. Actually, I think everybody should see everything that Anthony Davies does because it's all good. I mean, there are charts in there. You can take a look. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Also, while you're there, check out the Learn Liberty Academy on the right-hand side of the page. It's a big banner there, one of those big block banners, and it is a... Well, it's a course for people who want free online continuing education, economics, philosophy, liberty, and rights. It's learnliberty.org slash FTL. It's a great opportunity for folks. Uh, and I've been taking the course myself. I've, in the last couple of days, I've been so busy with uh, Ian, I haven't done anything. But uh, I think that it's, it, you know, it's a great thing. 
we've been talking about the um, the, the riots in in London, and um, you know, not just that, but the stunning, stunning uh, statement by. Oh, they're Cameron guy, David Cameron. Yes. <laughs> he says, you know, he's talking about shutting down BlackBerry messaging, Facebook, Twitter. I mean, yeah, he's asking you to ban these users. They can basically identify which of the people in these riots, you know, through facial facial res- recognition. Jeez, I'm just tripping up. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, they can recognize who these people are and then. Uh, you know, correlate that with their online persona and then have the services block this user from being able to access Twitter or Facebook Interesting. or whatever. So they're they're actually looking at strong arming the services and the, you know, the provider into just blocking this individual if they can't. Are they really that good at facial facial recognition? Because they, they tried to chart this out about 10 years ago, and certainly technology has increased in 10 years, but they, you know, it failed. It's, I think it depends on if the person, uh, I, I've, I've seen, I saw a story recently while I was researching the riots, and uh, it was about the facial recognition, and they are not as successful as they first thought they would be. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people that it seems it's catching are people that have already been in the system, have already been, if you will, um, processed by police for some other reason okay so that's part of the reason behind the mask ban is to increase the the rate of acquisition for that 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 recognition software and then actually you know target these specific people because people that would participate in a that are participating in a riot need to would, would listen to their rule of not wearing masks does that make any sense at all no it doesn't I mean, a mask is something you can carry in a pocket and then when you decide ah Tis time to riot here in Great Britain. We shall riot. Um, then right. you pull out the, uh, the the mask. You you pop it on, and uh, off you riot. Right, and I'd expect it to be a V mask. I mean, come on, it's it's England. It's it's London, no less. <laughs> well, that's that's just your hopes. But well, the fact is, a V mask will not fit well in a pocket. However, a looks uh, a bandana or a balaclava will. You're, you're right. I, I realize this, that this is a ludicrous ban. Well, it's it's an it's another threat. I mean, you know, I wonder about this. We talked on a, uh, the show a couple of uh, you know days ago about this uh, Reuters poll where um, Americans believe that uh, only twenty one percent of you say the U.S. government has a consent of the governed. And in fact, if you if you take that down to people who are not in the political class, if you remove the political class from this, it's like. Ten percent of Americans believe that the government is actually sort of legitimate. Right. I, you know, what does that mean? What does this mean for you know the United States if something bad happens here? Obviously, in Great Britain, I would say to some extent you're talking about austerity, dis- discontent with their government. Right. Um, certainly, people acting in criminal fashions. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to know exactly what the rioters are about. Uh, Sophia just called in and said that uh, you know to some extent it's about getting a big screen TV. That much is true. Right. Discontent overall. But what would it mean? You know, there's discontent there. There's discontent here. Is this possible here? I oh, mean, I people think would say no, but people would have said no, no there. I think it's completely possible, but it's it's by the area. Like like a big city, a uh, metropolitan, if you will, that is more likely. Not, you know, out in the country. Or you even know. riot in the country. No, no. There's really no rioting in the country. It's yeah. just uh, ruckus, if you will. <laughs> there's not enough people to riot. It's, it's just some good old boys uh, drinking right. beer down on the farm right. at, at, in the country. Yeah, there's nothing to riot about. Right. I think a lot of people are disconnected from the federal government almost completely. They don't think about it other than the news reports they hear and the the occasional speculation about Obama or some other... 
scandal-ridden politician. They really don't care about the federal government. They really don't. It doesn't register. It's not strong enough to usurp, you know, celebrity idol from their uh, their daydreaming or, or dance with the stars. What it what it may be. I'll tell you. I was watching a Stossel. Um, I tend to watch these. I, I find them entertaining. Um, I, I can't watch them all. There are just so many. But um, I was watching him. He does some really great man on the street stuff. He'll get out there with a the camera. Do He's got that interviews. mustache. He it looks does, great. Does good stuff and. <laughs> Asking people out on the street, what is the debt crisis? And they just don't know. Right? They just don't know. The government is, uh, you know, beside itself with. uh, We need a TV show. About the debt crisis. That's what we need, Mark. We yeah, need well, some slick marketing uh, guru and, and some TV knowledge that, and that a girl, puts it into terms. A girl in a tube dress uh, with a big haircut um, with, uh, with, a, with, a, with a pair uh, yes. d- delivering it. I mean, oh, you know, of course. There I has mean, to be a couple of cat fights. And um, I don't know. I mean, when I, when I see some of this television, how about each, each person in this, this reality thing is a country, okay? <laughs> and then you have, you, you can like weight their, their ability to do things based on what that country can do. And then it's just, they all, you know, degradate over time. Degra- yeah, they all decrease over time. Of course, except for China. I like to be Liechtenstein. Liechtenstein, yeah. right? The, um, you have no pull whatsoever with anybody. I don't need it. The taxes are low. I, you know what? I want to be the Channel Islands, where all the rich people are moving for the low taxes. <laughs> you will put you in the basement then. You won't be interacting with anyone. <laughs> Just leave me alone. Hey, that's fine. Uh, you had some story about uh, uh, you know some poll or yeah, exactly. Uh, this story comes from Raw Story, and, and it, it mirrors what you just said. Poll: seventy nine percent of Americans dissatisfied with U.S. political system. Poll after poll has found that Americans are extremely disillusioned with the federal government, regardless of their political affiliation, after the president signed an agreement over the federal debt ceiling and budget deficit. According to a Washington Post poll released on Wednesday, just 21% of Americans are satisfied with the way the country's political system is working, down 17 points from November 2009. 45% of Americans now consider themselves very dissatisfied, and 33% consider themselves mostly dissatisfied. Additionally, just 26% of Americans believe that the federal government can actually solve the country's economic problems. Well, they can. They just can't. You know, no, no, they can by dissolving themselves. Well, I suppose if they decided that, you know, they, they came together with the real intent of working. I don't know. I, they just they can't get along and they can't see eye to eye on how one would go about it. The Democrats are sort of liberal folks. They say you've got to raise revenues. This makes a, a certain amount of sense. The Republicans say you've got to make cuts, and specifically you have to make cuts to Medicare and Social Security because these are the most unsustainable programs we have. Well, no, 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 no. There's one more that's far more unsustainable, and that is our foreign policy. Well, you know, it doesn't – when you look at it from a budgetary standpoint, um, you know, the, the fact is that Medicare is a disaster. The average person pays in one quarter of what they will get. Right. Now, I agree with you that running around the world blowing people up only makes them angry. But it when you look at sort of that long-term climb – the unsustainability aspect well, really falls into you're, the I, you're foreign right, policy. Mark. I know there's there's there are apples and oranges, uh, domestic policy and foreign policy. But my my point with the foreign policy is simply that 
the the expenditure of of capital and value that was created by the labor is on disposable items and consumable right. items like bombs, bullets, and kaboom. boots. Yeah, exactly. And you There's don't get no them use. back. There's no use whatsoever. There's nothing positive gained. Well, there would be if there was a legitimate war out there, but they ha- they, you know, the United States hasn't fought one of those in seven decades, if the ones before well, that were. Okay, honestly, I could not see a legitimate war happening out there. The only legitimate war I could see happening is if someone actually attacked the United States at this point. Because the, the United States has its fingers in so many pots and pies around the country and world. And, and this, this, I mean, it's, it's just they can't control themselves. That much is true. They they put them in themselves in the role of protector of all these other nations. The United States taxpayer is supposed to to fund the protection of every country in the world. The United States keeps the sea lanes open. Yeah, well, it's not enough. Call at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's right. Brought to you by the good folks at SACL CAI. Jason Osborne and the crew. He is so awesome. Indeed. So, um, it's uh, you know, it's the show about your calls. So, uh, let's go straight into the calls. We've got uh, Ty from Tennessee. Ty, can you hear me? Yes, I can, uh, Mark and uh, JJ. Thanks for the show tonight. Hey, I, I realize it's rough. You guys got kind of a, a rough start, and it's uh, it's difficult without uh, Ian there. But I wanted to give you guys some encouragement that uh, I think that uh, because Ian is standing on principle, that this will ultimately uh, strengthen Free Talk Live, the show, and the liberty movement in general. I think it would have to, right? Like, so I have to sit behind this, uh, this, the, this, this portion of the desk every night now, and uh, push the buttons, which I didn't have to push before. At some point, I'm going to get relatively good at pushing the buttons. Oh yeah, you will. So there won't be as many mistakes. Uh, strangely, the the mistake that happened at the beginning of the show wasn't my fault. It was just, uh, you know, we brought in. There's a new system, and it's really, really great but you know there's always a learning curve and i suspect that there was something that went wrong at the studio end and so you know i I think that i think you're right that over time that this will be the case i I don't know what's going to happen with ian but i think that uh you know learning learning new skills is is good for everybody yeah i think also that you know just go ahead go ahead go ahead jj well i was going to say that also that you know a lot of people are inspired by ian stand and uh we're definitely looking to you know, capitalize on that inspiration, if you will, and get people activated for the uh, the love of liberty. So, yeah, you know, there there is something to the idea that that <clears throat> overcoming adversity leads to triumph, and you know, it's there's pain involved, but there is reward involved as well. So, I just wanted to give you guys some encouragement. Keep up the good work. Yeah, there's going to be some stumbling and some faltering, but know that that uh, the listeners out here 
are with you. I, you know, I don't really generally like to speak for groups of people, but I think that other people agree with me on that. There's certainly been a lot of people giving me their encouragement, and uh, you know, at this time, very few people, uh, you know, taking the opportunity to crow. There was a gentleman on the air last night uh, that would seem to be happy that Ian was in jail, and <laughs> you know, there's going to be one out of every bunch. I that's suppose. The, that's how the show is. You're going to love it or hate it. But um, you know, Ty, thanks, thanks for the call. And, um, you know, we were actually going over some numbers here uh, just before the, the top of the hour and uh, about the dissatisfaction of Americans with their political system. And, you know, this is really the time for Free Talk Live because most people are dissatisfied by a long shot with the politics as usual in Washington, D.C. That's right. Going back to the story from uh, rawstory.com, a record-breaking 82% of Americans now disapprove of the way Congress is doing its job. That's According to a, a CBS, number. Yeah, CBS New York Times poll released just days after the president and lawmakers agreed on this this new budget deal with the uh, the uh, <clears throat> sorry about that, the uh, the increase in the debt ceiling. Uh, a poll found that 72% of disapproved how re- uh, Republicans in Congress handled the, the debate, and 66% of Americans disapproved of how the Democrats handled it. Tell me the numbers again. How many? 72% Republicans. And 66 Democrats. Yes. So the Republicans got it worse by 8% than the Democrats? That's right. Interesting. <laughs> you know, I you know, I know, I know Americans feel ripped off in this. And remember, there's a lot of Republicans that wish... There's a certain amount of Republicans that wish the Republicans had not made a deal at all. So to some extent, that number of dissatisfaction isn't about Republicans not working well enough with Democrats. To some extent, it's about them working too well with Democrats. So well, this article goes on to say a lot that- of Americans are like me. They're, they're upset that they heard so much about this debt crisis. Then they finally ba- you know, bang out some kind of stupid deal and they we end up with the thing that we were supposed to avoid by having the deal. Right. And that's, you know, I frankly, I'm angry about that. Yeah, this this article continues. Americans are not, are not just upset at how the issue is handled. A majority of Americans have a negative opinion of the debt ceiling itself. So just the idea of the debt ceiling and then rising, you know, a lot of Americans understand in their, their budgets they deal with every day, they can't have a debt ceiling that extends. They can't ask for yeah. more credit anymore. They're maxed out. And once they're maxed out, why should they get any breaks or, or, or any credit increases? They, they can't underst- pay the credit they have. They understand that the, the United States is going the wrong direction. That you, if, if you had a friend or a spouse or a sibling or a mother or father or family member that had this problem... You would and 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 they just don't listen and they just don't listen. Right. You would disown them. That's right. You would. I mean, some people would beat them up. Right. I mean, this is this is the kind of uh, person. You know, if this was a person, this person has a problem so large that they can't even face it. No, it's it's sort of like a gambling addiction with these uh, these politicians and yep. and getting more and more money. Just give me give me another chance to get this right. Just I just need more credit. And you know they they're constantly uh, trying to sell this idea that they can fix things. And and it's it like I said earlier. And this proof this <laughs> if they could proof, fix things, we wouldn't have the problem. No, but but not only that, but most people don't care about the federal government. They're so disapproved. Look at the look at the amount of actual voters that turned out for any the presidential election. It, I couldn't it, say, but it's probably around ha- a little over half, I would guess. The, half the people, and that was a big deal because there were so many people upset over how the Bush, you know, 
regime handled its its uh, its craft of lying to people and destroying, you know, basically parts of uh, the Middle East and whatnot. So they voted for Obama, and now Obama has not done anything that he said he's going to do, with the exception of a couple, you know, little programs that really don't improve things. Like his, he did, he did that healthcare thing. Okay, that Which was a is big part debacle. of the disaster. Yes, that is a, a part of the problem. And then the uh, the overall amount of money that's owed over all these programs, Medicare, Medicaid, and uh, unfunded liabilities, that sort of stuff. It's just just mind-boggling the amount of money that the United States has has signed itself to owing out over the course of the next you know ten twenty years. They they can't pay for that, and yet they're asking for more money to pay for things right now. And it's just it's just going to turn snowball into an abyss of, of of you know debts and and the the dollar declining. You know it's it's just I can't believe that people. Don't wake up to this. It's it's mind-boggling. Well, you know, like you said, fifty-four percent of uh, the population voted um, during this election, according to uh, you know, I've got something online here. Some some lady online <laughs> did the numbers, and it's to me, it's it, you know that that really speaks to how um, uninvolved people feel with their with their federal government, and they're becoming less and less involved every day. They, you know, they know. I know that. When I called my Congress critters, my um, legislation, legislative slugs, um, they, you know, and asked them, do not vote for the TARP. I think this was what the thing was called under uh, Bush. Maybe I've got it wrong, but the, the bailout under Bush. Yeah, the TARP. Yes. It, it might have been the TARP. I don't know. I, you know the, all the names tend to run together. That was right at the end of his, uh, his, his stay there, his reign. And, you know, would not to vote for that. They said that uh, one, one politician was quoted as saying 50% of the people said no, and the other 50% said hell no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that they just got o- overwhelmingly told do not do this by their uh, constituencies, and they did it anyway. Right. To me, that says it all. It says to me what what that's going to teach the politician Arrogance. is do what you do, do what you need to do, but do it in a fashion that the American people can't figure out what you have done. And all it's going to do is eliminate transparency. They don't want transparency. They 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 need to be able to do what they do without transparency because what they do. Is crime? Yes, I mean that's really all well, there is yeah, to it. They are criminals. They're stealing. Not only are they stealing, they, you know, just the idea of taxes alone is, is theft. So, so sure. take taxes, that, yeah, take are... that out of the equation, and they're stealing lives in the Middle East. They're stealing property. They're stealing everything, and they're they're basically just murderers and thieves. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes feed the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com.
Talk Live. It's your show. Give us a call at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI call-in number. If you're looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear, manventureoutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, and much more. All name brands. Well, not all name brands. You can get uh, you know other stuff there, there too, but big name brands. Manventureoutpost.com. They're family-owned and members in good standing. The Better Business Bureau. Some prices are so low they can't even be mentioned on the air. You can get an additional 5% off with the coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. They do have an extensive selection, by the way, of uh, tactical flashlights, uh, knives, scopes, binoculars. I've checked out some of that stuff, and it is it is phenomenal. Good Man- stuff. Manventureoutpost.com. So we're talking um, here. We were um, discussing. Well, break on down this article for me, uh, JJ. Basically, my mind. okay. Basically, the article says that people don't like the government. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's the, in a nutshell. <laughs> people are upset with the government. They're upset with the debt ceiling. They're upset with the way that they uh, both parties, not just one, but Congress in general, handled this debt ceiling debate and debacle. They're upset with. Well, I think they're upset with themselves for falling for this. You, you think maybe that enters into it at all? I, I, I for falling for this I, whole grand scheme that if they just voted for the right person that they could fix it all. I don't know. Uh, maybe some people feel that way. I, I think they're just disappointed in the other person. I imagine if you, because mostly what voting's about is uh, comparing two douchebags and deciding which one of them <laughs> is least douchebagish. Um, really, is what it comes down to, and. So, you know, you say to yourself, well, uh, you know, you got Obama, you got McCain, and this is how most people view the government as the president. They okay. don't really view Congress that much. So well, they, they should. They sh- indeed, they should. I'm just talking to you. There's, <laughs> sadly, yeah. uh, the political system is an, an amalgam of several, you know, different types of voters. You've got the uh, the people that will always vote Republican, no matter whether Stalin is running or what. People that will always vote Democrat, no matter whether or not uh, you know Hitler is uh, Pol Pot is running or not. Um, and then there's the people in the middle, maybe about 40% of the voting populace. Some of those people are really well-informed folks that have looked at the issues and decided between the two candidates that this one is least douchebaggish and um, that they, they should vote for him for this reason, that reason, or the other. And the other people in the middle, some of them say, you know, my mom said uh, that, that this guy That's was right. better. My dad said that guy was better. Um, I, like the, I like this one's haircut. Right. And, and so you're dealing with margins that are not very large generally in these elections. They're not that big. And frankly, people that shouldn't have bothered going to the voting booth that's right. are often, um, you know, the ones in charge of deciding who gets voted. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that's how it comes down right. to this. And it's, it's sad and it's true. And, you know, I think that it's a system that has to collapse on itself. Well, in fact, every government though so far has, but they keep on trying the same sort of top, down model yeah it's changed over time it's moved from you know sort of chieftains to kings and from kings to emperors and from emperors to democracies of one democracies and republics of one form or another 
But really, a democracy is only taking the head guy and turning it into the people, as if the people are any good at making these decisions no. either. I mean, you know, if if the people voted on everything, everything would be painted the the color, you know, eggshell. If people <laughs> voted on the color uh, the, on the flavor of ice cream that's in the vo- grocery store, we'd all have vanilla. But the idea of giving people choice, the, the nations where you get more choice, where you can make more decisions, those are the ones that are uh, you know, the most successful. Sadly, the trend in those nations tends to be they get successful, they get money, the politicians there then you know, grow, grow and expand the size of government, and they use that money. And then the, the decisions, the, the, the choices begin to disappear. Yes. That's what's happening in the United States. That's what's happening in this uh, hegemon, this empire. This oligarchy. Yeah, that, uh, that is the United States. And, you know, it's, it's sad. People want to try to rescue this, uh, this patient. But I don't, I don't think it's got much longer. I think it's spent itself into insolvency. But, you know, it was interesting with the, uh, the debt downgrade. Did you hear that uh, China scolded the United States uh, for... You know, basically said yes. no, no more free money. Yeah, I actually saw that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you guys have been borrowing lots of money from us, and no more free money from you for you. No more free money for you. No. And um, you know, excuse me to my chi- Chinese uh, <laughs> listeners of Chinese descent. Come on, you do voices for other people. Well, you know, I do poorly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the south. I can get away with it. Um, but here, there's another one. This is this is really crazy to me. This is from um, DefenseNews.com. U.S. asked China to explain the need for carrier. The United States said on August 10 that it would like China to explain why it needs an aircraft carrier amid broader U.S. concerns about Beijing's lack of transparency over its military aims. Is the United States transparent over its military aims? Oh, no, not at all. It's it's incredibly secretive. <laughs> of course. I mean, are they sending Beijing little updates on their... Uh... Well, it's sort of like the, the, the schoolyard bully going up to uh, you know the next victim and saying, hey, hey, what's that? You got a knife in your pocket? <laughs> Were you afraid of me or something? Huh? Just because well, I've been pushing you around and hurting you and pushing everyone else around you well, they don't they don't push china around too much but maybe what they're saying is you know it's one of his the guys in, in the the bully's gang sure and he's saying hey what are you working out for what are you, are you trying to get bigger than me yeah what are there you, you go what are you trying to you you, you go into taekwondo class for what are you doing yeah. that for yeah. right <laughs> like it's any of the united states's business what china spends its money on excuse, in the first place excuse me to all my italian american listeners yeah the, um, <laughs> like i said poorly don't worry about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> they won't think it's Italian. We would welcome any kind of explanation that China would like to give for needing this kind of equipment, State Department spokeswoman Victoria like, Newland told reporters when asked whether the carrier would raise regional tensions. I, I wonder if any of these reporters said, Victoria, what business of it is the United States if China decides to build a, a carrier? Now, I'm not saying I'm excited about China uh, you know, b- building its regional power. I find that a little upsetting but i find what the united states does with its carriers upsetting too oh yeah i'm sure the united states i know why the united states is scared of more carriers because of what they do with theirs yes they're killing machines that's that's what they are they're platforms from which to uh to launch these uh you know jet fighters that frankly nothing else can stay in the air with right you know when you're when you're all in these other countries they just don't you know there there is no air there was no air battle over iraq no of course not there's no air battle over libya they, they can't stand against these uh these fighter jets you know that's what the united states is concerned with is 
when China actually is something that's big enough to do something, they're like, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? We're supposed to have the big military. Now, the United States still has spends more on its military. Go back to that, that quote from you just read, that, that quote from that woman. Uh, we would welcome any kind of explanation that China would like to give for needing this kind of equipment. And then it goes on to say something about how it would increase tensions or something like that. Well, um, it's, it's just funny because what, what she's basically asked doing. whether the carrier would raise regional um, tensions. Right, of course. So if the carrier doesn't do it, let's ourselves do it by asking these pointed questions. <laughs> you know, I mean, geez. Well, I I don't imagine for a second that China's uh, you know reason for wanting the carrier is all uh, you know buttercups and uh, rose petals. Free dog live. Talk Live, 855-450-3733. It's Mark with you. And JJ. Ruger's new SR-40C is the compact version of the recoil-reducing striker-fired SR-40 pistol, one of the slimmest and most ergonomic full-sized 40 caliber pistols on the market today. The SR-40C is based on the same high-performance glass-filled nylon frame as those used on so many other great Ruger pistols, offering the same features, including a slim frame, short trigger reach, reversible back strap, amnidestrous controls. The SR-40C features a throw-hardened stainless steel slide or alloy, alloy steel slide with Nitrodox Pro Black finish. You can see it at Ruger.com. Purchase it at your local gun dealer. It's Ruger.com. We were talking about, uh, speaking of weapons, we've been uh, talking about the United States' is a little, little concerned yes. with what China's doing. Hey, what are you doing over there? Huh? With that, that, that looks like it's dangerous. <laughs> you sure know how to handle that? Now, you know, and, and You're this, a cowboy. I think it's, I think it's very telling, um, you know, because this, this is, to me, just a veiled threat um, that, you know, that the, the United States is asking China to explain why it wants an aircraft carrier. But... You know, you borrowed a lot of money from these people. What kind of business do you have asking them what they're doing with that money? Well, think of it this way. China's sort of like supplying the junkie in the United States being the junkie mm -hmm. and the money being that fix. It but it's a, it's a big, muscular junkie that's slowly going downhill. Sure. He's, uh, at this point, he's the biggest guy on the block and has been for a very long time. They've been able to intimidate other people. But this new upstart... Not intimidated in the same way. No, I, I don't think they should be. I think uh, China, just like any other country, ought to be sovereign in, in its its uh, determinations. I don't like the idea of countries to begin with, but if if that's what is going to happen there, then for for one, I don't think that this country, the United States, should be meddling itself in the affairs of other people or other countries. I don't or find anywhere. I don't find China's uh, record on human rights and respecting, um, you know, the the, the spinoff uh, state of Taiwan or any of these things to be particularly comforting. Nor do I find the United States record on human rights and, uh, you know, the pe people that would like to uh, be free from their control and their tyranny to be very com comforting either. I frankly consider this the pot calling the kettle black. I think they both are. Yeah. Um, so, you know, let me go on with this article. 
This is uh, coming from the spokes bureaucrat here, uh, Victoria Newland. She says, this is part of our larger concern that China is not as transparent as other countries. It's not as transparent as the United States about its military acquisitions, about its military budget, she said. And we'd like to have the kind of open, transparent relationship in military-to-military affairs, Newland said. In our military-to-military relations with so many countries around the world, we have the kind of bilateral dialogue where we can get quite specific about the equipment that we have and its intended purposes and its intended movements. But China and the United States are not at that level of transparency to which the two nations aspire. Now, why would you, um, you know, if you're, if this is a big concern of yours about the transparency of military-to-military actions, why would you get so deeply into bed with a country that you had these kind of concerns about? Well, something interesting. I, there's a related article here, and it talks about how the carrier was bought at auction in, 19, in the 1990s, and the ship originally was named the Varyag, was commissioned by Moscow in the late 1980s. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's not too difficult to get uh, Russian equipment, as I understand it these days. I mean, they're... they're no, that's to smart, though. Think about it. Instead of spending just gobs of money on, on a new vessel like the United States would do, of course. I mean, if we're going to have any... The newest and best. It's going to be the best, right. And we're going to spend way too much money. No, that China was actually smart with it. Instead of having to borrow, you know, $2 trillion, they might have only had to finance, you know... <laughs> Uh, three quarters of a trillion. Trying to guess what a uh, new carrier costs, I imagine, is uh, very difficult. Well, it, it didn't come with rudders, engines, weapons, or or much of an electronic suite. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a lot of steel, isn't it? It is. That's the big <laughs> and part. it floats. Um, you know, and and they can retrofit it with uh, newer stuff, and I'm sure that's a that's a good thing for them. I'm not I'm not rooting for this. I don't think it's a good thing. I'm very concerned with what could happen with uh, people. In Taiwan, which oh, frankly yeah. has yeah. a better, um, you know, human rights record and uh, you know everything than China, probably the United States too, but um, you know, I, I don't know what the United States can say about this. What can you say when your country is has the biggest military? I think I've seen bar graphs, and I, you know, I can't can't remember exactly, but the United States, when you stack up all these other militaries' expenditures in all these other countries, they don't come anywhere near the United States' expenditure of just one country. The United States, you know, this, this, the claim is you can't be the police officer of the world, but they've actually set themselves up to be the police officer of the world. And he's not a particularly fair and just police officer. Maybe more fair and just than other police officers would be, but that doesn't mean that he is fair and just. No. It's like uh it, it's like it's like comparing horses at the glue factory. You know, it's they're all getting turned into glue. I think the the record that the United States has with its uh, military excursions and its its sort of black prisons uh it's the budget of the United States military is not transparent. I don't know why this person is quoted as saying some of that. it is. It's it's like oh sure we'll give you a vague figure that that you can call our budget, but then there's our black ops, the spending, and CAA, and then there there's money that you don't even know about. Right. There's money that you can see that you don't know about. Right? How did where did this come from? Oh, we just lost a trillion dollars on a pallets in Iraq or something <laughs> like that, and that money's going to fund something else. And then um you know money shows up in budgets uh, that's higher than what they were allotted. How did this happen? How did you spend more money than you were given? Right. Well, you know what? It's they should. It's just upsetting. They need to stop spending money on the military, period. 
Well, um, it, it certainly, you know, it, for me, at least the step down, the reasonable course would be bring back the army, the Marines back yes. into the United States where they, you know, they don't need to have boots on the ground in 130 nations around the world. Some people will say, well, they want us there. Who's they? You yeah. mean they're dictators? Exactly. Because the people at those, in those countries, uh, that are ruled by those dictators, they don't. No, they're burning American flags. Right. They, they, you know, they're angry. And then when they get, manage to find themselves in the United States, they'll send some some friends over to the United States. They'll, oh, take pilot lessons and fly airplanes into buildings. Yeah. And frankly, I understand why they do it. I'm not supporting it, but I understand why they do it. They just need what to lash out. What would you and I do if... There was, you know, some some nation was, uh, you know, being tyrannical here in the United States. If we weren't the big boy on the block, is this the suggestion that God made us the big boy on the block and we deserve to be able to uh, kick around, kick sand in the face of other countries, other not countries, people? Yes. Frankly, um, the United States supports a lot of other countries. When you look at, uh, you know, Yemen, uh, Saudi Arabia, this is the place where the the 9-11 bombers came from. Sure. Those those countries are completely supported by the United States, so they don't want us there unless you are referring to they as dictators right. that the United States is supporting or chieftains, Kings, warlords. Sheiks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, a nation that fought its independence against a king is now supporting kings. Yes, it's disgusting. Uh, frankly, let me let me continue with the article here. But China and the United States are not at that level of transparency to which the new two nations should aspire, Newland added. The comments came hours after China's first aircraft carrier embarked on its inaugural sea trial, a move likely to stoke concerns about the nation's military expansion and growing territorial assertiveness. Beijing only recently confirmed that it was revamping an old Soviet ship to be its uh, first carrier and has sought to play down the vessel's compa- uh, com- compatibility saying it will be mainly used for training and research yeah we're going to research how to fly airplanes off the this thing and uh, bomb people sure if that's their first carrier they got to start somewhere there certainly will be some some level of research but um you know we know what carriers are for carriers are for killing yeah air power so that you can you know <laughs> you know airplanes drop yes, bombs air shoot, air, shoot missiles and uh, fire fire really big vulcan uh, rounds yes so I, I i understand why the united states is concerned about it but you know there's a lot of people that are concerned about the united states aircraft carriers too and well got you know good part of this to be part of this thing here is is that uh there's been a flare-up in the territorial splats spats with japan philippines and vietnam which uh you know strain relations with south korea all of which sought support from washington all these countries want to be washington's hand puppet if you will just to uh get some of those dollars and that's, uh, that's how it works. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com.
Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. That's 3733-855-470. Excuse me, 450-3733. Here on Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates. These, these tend to be some of the best rates, um, certainly among the, the the purveyors of gold and silver out there, the big the big boys. Um, you, you might be able to, I don't know, go on eBay and, and hunt and peck for that one uh, auction that's going to be cheaper than this. But, you know, your time's worth something, too. Go to gold.freetalklive.com. People have been watching uh, gold skyrocket. It's down a little bit, but it's up through that, uh, that eight, 1800 mark. I don't see why it. I, I don't see why it wouldn't uh, wouldn't go back there. So you know, it might be a good time to pick up some gold. I believe it's at uh, seventeen fifty or so now, and you know, it's nice to pick up fifty bucks an ounce. Anyway, so go to gold.freetalklive.com. I've got gold and silver. I'm not recommending it to you because I make money on it. Although I do. If you buy gold.freetalklive.com, I'm recommending it to you because I have gold and silver, and that's what I'm investing in these days. That's right. So um, that's my best, highest advice to you, the listener. Yeah, I actually tell my family. My sister, uh, she recently lost money in her 401k, and I know a lot of people have. I, heard, I saw stories. Yeah. And, oh, uh, I have too. Yeah, and I, I'm like, well, Ira. yeah, you should uh, probably not, not have that 401k or at least put some money in something else. Preferably something in your possession that is uh, worth, you know, some sort of value. Yeah, that, indeed. That's where most of, most of my money is in, uh, I believe, in, in gold and silver at this point. I couldn't tell you for certain, but it's it's pretty close. So we were uh, talking about the uh, China-United uh, States situation here. Uh, JJ, that's any right. other comments on it? I think we about wrapped this up. Yeah, it, China, sure, China doesn't have a good record, and they probably do a lot of things that aren't very good, but the United States ought to mind its own business. Gotcha. Well, what's the uh, the next story here? Well, we got a story from uh, businessinsider.com. Hacker group Anonymous vows to destroy Facebook on November 5th. Hacktivist group Anonymous, which hold has on. been... <laughs> so Anonymous is talking about destroying Facebook? Well, hold on. Maybe it won't be all I, of Anonymous. The, the, to or... me, Anonymous has been the good guys. <laughs> well, maybe... Facebook isn't a good guy. Maybe not. Let's see. Let's see. Let's hear what has to be said here. Hacktivist group Anonymous, which has been responsible for cyber attacks on the Pentagon, News Corp, and others, has vowed to destroy Facebook on November fifth, which should ring a bell. Of course, fifth of November is B for Vendetta and Remember, Remember, blah blah blah. Citing privacy concerns and the difficulty involved with deleting a Facebook account, Anonymous hopes to kill Facebook, the medium of communication. We all so dearly adore. Uh, an update to the story says that anonymous leadership has disowned Operation Facebook on Twitter. Uh, Twitter. There's so anonymous that, leadership now? There, there are certain Twitter channels which are found to contain most accurate sort of messages from anonymous. There, gotcha. there isn't sort of a, a leader of anonymous. Anonymous is simply a large group of, well, People that tend to agree people. on stuff, yeah. Yes, and anonymous covers a wide swath of, you know, culture and socioeconomic backgrounds. The story goes on. This isn't the first time Anonymous has spoken out against social networks. After Google removed Anonymous's Gmail and Google Plus accounts, Anonymous pledged to create its own social network called Anon Plus. Well, that wouldn't be that hard, isn't there? I I saw there was some... um program that uh you could i can't remember what it's called off the top of my head but you could create your own social uh, net, networking thing sure um, I, 
I remember, I remember being crashed it once. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was it? Free agents, I think it was. Fr33agents.com, but yeah. I don't know that they used the same. Um, I think that was it. That was something different. Uh, this was this was their sort of own, uh, you know, uh, social networking site. Well, that and you could just customized in some way, shape, or form. So, in in typical anonymous anonymous fashion, uh, they they put out a message. They put out this this letter. They also made uh, uh, YouTube videos with this letter as the voiceover. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole letter, but I will read a certain... Let's step down for just a second here. we got a call. Um, I want to take it here. David from Indianapolis. David? Can you hear me now? David's gone. All right, go on with the... Uh, the, the... Okay. Well, the letter, the letter uh, starts right. out, Attention, citizens of the world. We wish to get your attention, hoping you will heed the warning as follows. And it goes on to say Facebook will, will be killed... For the sake of your own privacy, it specifically okay, says. So, it so, says specifically here. Here's a justification. Facebook has been selling information to government agencies and giving clandestine access to information and security for, firms so that they can spy on people from all around the world. If people don't know that the information that they give to Facebook is going to be used by organizations, some uh, some some for good, some for evil then they're foolish as far as I'm concerned. I mean, don't put anything on Facebook that you don't want other people to know. Well, I think that goes for the Internet for the most part. That sounds, sounds, sounds reasonably accurate. I think if it gets on the Internet, especially pictures of you know any kind, basically, they, if they're interesting and they have some value comedically or otherwise, they will get around the Internet. And uh, rest assured, you have no privacy on the Internet unless you are anonymous, if you will. If you, uh, there are methods that you can interface with the internet that are anonymous or, or more difficult to trace. Yes. But for the most part, what you put on the internet is, you, you should count it for the most part as public. Yep. Now, there are encrypted communications that you can undertake, and there's emails that you can send in which you can have a certain degree of certainty that you'll have some privacy. But if you're going to a social networking site, if you're going to a place, where people interact in a public sort of forum, then you should expect anything you put on that forum is public. Now, at the same time, these, now Facebook, I'll use that, obviously, Facebook is selling stuff to people without telling their customers, if you will, well, or their I mean, users. The stuff along the side of the page, I mean, obviously, that I get tend to get most of, you know, ads are specifically aimed at me. Yes. It's obvious they're aimed at me. There's Ron Paul ads on my uh, Facebook. You know, I know they're not putting that on my wife's Facebook, for instance. Okay. I mean, you know, that's, they're not doing that. Let, let's take this call from uh, David in Indianapolis. Uh, what up? Could you uh, put David in here? David? David? Hi. Hey. Hey. Sorry about losing you guys earlier. Um, no problem. What do you want to talk about? Um, well, I was thought uh, I heard an interesting story about uh, the riots going on in London, and um, I haven't been listening to you guys for too long, so you can correct me if I'm wrong. But um, you're wrong. I think a lot of you guys' uh, <laughs> <laughs> philosophy is um, kind of uh, people regulating themselves, sort of thing, and um, you know, not always relying on uh, the police and government, public services, and things like that. Sounds similar. Well. Go ahead. Um, well, I heard a cool story uh, with uh, the store owners and homeowners actually arming themselves with uh, baseball bats and other uh, kind of hand weapons um, and protecting themselves and their own businesses from the rioters that uh, continue to um, go out into the cities in London. Yeah, it's inevitable, right? I mean, if you're if you're dealing with a situation where 
uh, you're not being protected by the police, and obviously there's not enough police. When <laughs> when the riot goes down, there's not enough police to do something about it. Uh, you know, the police police are a small percentage of the population. I would guess less than a percentage a percentage point of the population seems reasonable to me. So if you've got you know two percent of the population rioting in the streets, that's you know drastically overwhelms the police and. Obviously, the population, generally it's the population, the, the good folks that keep these things from happening. But you'll, you'll notice that many of these riots occur in places where people are legislatively disarmed. From, at least from having the best weapons. You know, anybody can have a knife or sure. a, a baseball bat, but, um, you know, it, it, it just, this is where the, the riots can occur. Right. Um, well, the, some of the interesting things that was in the article and something that made me look it up actually was, uh, the fact that uh, if you go to Amazon's uh, UK site, you'll see a like a six thousand percent increase in sales of uh, aluminum and wooden baseball bats as uh, <laughs> the public is arming themselves. So Next day, that was, uh, <laughs> wow. cool to see. <laughs> uh, it, it increased on Monday, so apparently last night they received their bats. <laughs> you know, I, it, it kind of makes you wonder. You you would want. I mean, you'd want something, right? So you know, if you're right. If it's if it's a situation between all else being equal, you with a you know a guy like you with a baseball bat versus you with uh, say a, a butcher knife, who do you think is going to come out better? Yeah, I think the guy with the baseball bat. He's I got the reach. The, the baseball bat's got reach. Yeah. What do you think, David? Uh, I would think the bat. I don't know. I, I feel like uh, damaging <laughs> someone with the bat would uh, stop their arm with that knife. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I, I really like the guy with the knife against somebody who doesn't have anything. But when, you know, it's a knife versus a baseball bat, I, I like the baseball Play bat. Play the odds on violence. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> David, thanks for the call. I was hoping somebody might take the knife just so we'd have some kind of... Yeah, know, that would be a good debate. Awesome. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Give us a call. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. We've been uh, we've run the gamut here this evening, but it's been a lot about kind of, you know, dissatisfaction with uh, countries and corporations. Um, you're currently talking about a faction of anonymous kind of vowing to take down Facebook on November the 5th, which is uh, Guy Fawkes Day. That's right. Um, you know, made famous from the, the – or made famous here in the United States by, <laughs> from the V from a Vendetta movie. And I think that Anonymous has really uh, taken, you know, the, the Guy Fawkes thing and, and ran with it to some extent. And it's, it's interesting. Now, I have yet to come to the conclusion that Facebook is evil. Um, you know, they're certainly they're selling um, your information here and there, but giving it to them. Yes, that's right. I mean, you know, if, if you, that's your real birthday online, there's a few identifying factors of you in life. One is your face, your fingerprints, your birthday, your social security number driver's license. I mean, you've got a few of these things. Don't give, give people that information. I, I, you, know, you put your birthday on Facebook, really? I do. I, I don't. 
Not me. Yeah, I, I'm not really worried at all. I, I know that the information I put on Facebook can be used for you know, all sorts of data mining purposes, but I'm really not, I don't live in fear of Facebook or the government or much of anything, to be honest. Um, but getting back to anonymous, there is, there is some uh, point I wanted to make about that. Yeah. As we, as I mentioned from that article, we had talked about an article in which, uh, anonymous or, or factions within anonymous want to, uh, kill Facebook. Now, the idea of anonymous is that everybody is anonymous. This this is to say that they're any, anonymous to each other. Well, no, no. From this standpoint, okay. I'll, I'll make it simple. Like Mark, you're you, going to need to. You have this this sort of idea. Um, you know of someone who is restricting the communication of people and censoring people and basically not uh, you know hurting some rights in some faction fashion, and you are upset about it. So you can take your your anger and and channel it into a anonymous type message. In which you uh, can make an anonymous, you know, video. They have a certain certain style to their videos, and you can make one of those yourself. And you can, you know, try to do it completely anonymously and put your own idea into that video, mm. and then put it out there on the internet. Now, if people buy into your idea, if they like your idea or find it valuable, then yes, you'll have people that pursue that idea, whatever it may be, and. In the same respect, if people don't find your idea valuable or they don't want to put their weight behind it, they won't. So that's, that, I think, is the cornerstone of what a lot of Anonymous is. Now, there, is, there are people who claim to be some, some leadership and, and whatnot, and, and certainly there are people who have more pull than others. But at the same time, anybody can purport an idea well, you know, one thing that I've liked about Anonymous up to this point is they've generally stood against tyrannical organizations for sort of uh, – you know, they, they've stood for transparency. They've stood for communication. They've stood for freedom. And here with this Facebook thing – now, I don't – obviously, you, as you said, it's not all Anonymous, um, but it's, it's not Anonymous. It's some faction within Anonymous or whatever. They're making decisions for people. Facebook is bad for you people, and we're going to take care of it for you. Well, you know, Facebook's the number two website on the Internet for a reason, because people like it. Right. And to take away something that they consider bad for them, you know, this is only the nanny state as far as I'm concerned. They're running their new nanny state, and they're deciding what is good for you and what's not good for you. And I don't like that. No, but you see the response has been that a large number of Anon have decided not to pursue this because yes. they, they have your point of view and it might just deflate and turn into nothing good i think it's very interesting though um we'll get back to it but uh, we got to justin in west virginia justin you listening on wvts i am listening excellent so okay we'll, mark uh i understand you are a quaker are you not that is correct i am a quaker Okay, so uh, you guys are you know, pretty big into farming and stuff, so you're probably uh, familiar with the term hotbed. I don't know what hotbed means. Um, you, you, you really can't uh, judge me based on Quakers because I, I'm only a relatively recent convert. I guess I've been one for a couple of years now. We do have our own gardens at my house, and uh, we have grown some of uh, – interestingly, yesterday, my wife made a salad and said – Everything you're eating is from our garden. That's an unusual wow. meal from us. For us, I mean, often we we buy food from co-ops and uh, other local farmers and and things. Not that we're farmers, people that have real farms. <laughs> We've got some uh, several you know uh, garden beds. But yeah, go on. Well, I mean, it's the reason I'm calling is I listened to the show last night and uh, 
a hotbed. It's a pretty simple concept. It's uh, you uh, dig a hole, and again, this is a garden you can grow in the frost. By the way, okay, okay. You dig a hole about three foot down, and you know how many, however many foot wide you want to, you know, dig it. You uh, put one foot of uh, horse manure because horse manure retains heat. Okay. Right? And then another foot of topsoil, and then you plant your seeds. You put a uh, metal mesh over top of it with a sheet of, uh, you know, straight metal. Okay. When, whenever the sun comes out, you lift up the top sheet of straight metal, and you let the sun hit the, you know, earth or whatever. And the uh, horse manure retains the heat, and that allows you to, uh, you know, grow during the frost. Interesting. Well, what's now, um, you know, I'm, I'm just wondering here, you know, thinking about hand digging something like this is, uh, you know, here no, in New no, Hampshire, no. I don't know what it's like up there, but uh, going three feet deep, however through wide. Through the frost is yeah. difficult. Well, not, not through the frost. You do this during the, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the warmer season. But um, that'd be, you know, it's a lot of horse manure and it's a lot of digging. Um, well, I mean, well, again, this is something you use in the time of a crisis or if you're into agriculture, you use it, you know, as. Yeah. Wouldn't it be easier just to put together some PVC pipes, make your own greenhouse, and uh, um, you know, wrap it in some plastic? I mean, I, I, I'm really, I'm not being a jerk. I really just, I mean, you know, this is what my question is. Well, I mean, I learned this from my grandfather who uh, grew up in Appalachia, and it must have value, and, right? And, oh, absolutely. Because, like I said, my grandfather he uh, came from a huge family in Appalachia, northern mm-hmm. West Virginia, and uh, I mean, they relied on canning. For their, you know, to eat for the whole year. That's you know, canning, canning is, and- is a uh, is 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 a skill that has nearly disappeared in the United States. I mean, fortunately, no, YouTube exists. It's not disappeared because my wife and I. I mean, I'm 26. She just turned 21 here recently, and we uh, started a garden. We started canning and all that. It's really not that hard. Where'd you all learn you the skill? Do? Well, I mean it. <laughs> Go to a hardware store, look for a uh, ball handbook on it, B-A-L-L. Yep. Okay. And, I mean, it walks you through it from front to back. Gotcha. Not that hard at all. Yeah, but, you know, we we had looked at doing this, and uh, my wife, uh, you know, decided that uh, she didn't want to go with canning, that she wanted to go with uh, uh, freezing stuff. So we've been, that, that's what that's what we've been doing. But, you know, if hey, the power please. goes out and doesn't yes. come back on. That's right. The people with the cans are going to continue to eat. The people with the freezers are going to eat very quickly and then not have anything. Right. So do you use these hotbeds? Or do you employ this tactic? Uh, well, I just learned about this past spring. Uh, we, uh, well, I mean, obviously I got my grandfather, you know, we're going to learn it this next spring, early spring. But like, are you going to dig? You're going to dig this uh, this bed this um, out this uh, fall, though, right? Oh yeah, you wait for the uh, sun hit the water hose. Use the water hose. Use a mattock and a hoe, or a mattock and a shovel. It doesn't matter. What is a mattock? Mattock. It's a. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know how to explain it over the air. <laughs> is it an auger a, or a something? Pickaxe. A pickaxe. Okay. Oh. Okay. I'm sure you guys know what a pickaxe is, yes. right? I know that I've dug some holes yeah. up here, and I don't want to dig anymore. I can tell you that. I, if if I buy, if you have to, you're going to do what you got to do, right? <laughs> if I'm going to dig this, I'm going to dig it with a backhoe. <laughs> there you go. Get the neighbor to come over. 
get it. Well, backhoes <laughs> rely on diesel, and, well, our current administration is trying to destroy that. So. It, it, well, it, the next one isn't going to be any better. Justin, thank you for the call. Appreciate the, the tips. And I, I know many people are looking at their own gardens, and they certainly ought to be. Yeah, if, if nothing else, do yourself the favor and grow tomatoes. There you go. Fresh tomatoes. There's nothing like them. They're easy to grow. Oh, I don't like tomatoes fresh, but... What? Yeah, I'm you a freak. D- you don't like fresh tomatoes? <laughs> That's incredible. It's Free Talk Live. Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. You know that crap's going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack a day smoker will save $120 a month and it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. You could use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60 and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Call 855 to get vapor or go to vaporsmiths.com. Free Talk Live. Give us a call. 855-450-FREE. Also, check out our listen lines. We've got our listen, uh, listening options. It's listen.freetalklive.com. We've got uh, live streams, radio stations. You can see all the radio stations we're on. Uh, satellite, webcam, Listen lines, all these options are available to you. You can go check them out at listen.freetalklive.com. Also, check out the AMP program while you're there. It's amp.freetalklive.com. It's a way for you to support what Free Talk Live is doing. Join our little club and uh, get some perks. Your money will go towards advertising, marketing, and promoting Free Talk Live. That's where we get the AMP name. And the perks, uh, you know, you'll get this uh, the commercial-free podcast, uh, AMP call-in line. There's an AMP forum on the BBS it's amp.freetalklive.com. You know that the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know that at some point a new currency will take over. Wouldn't you like to be on the ground floor of that currency? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world. Find out more by visiting weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Check out WeUseCoins.org. You can learn more about them there. So, JJ, we, That's were, right. we, were, we were going on to a, uh, another story, is That's that correct? Right. Yes, this story comes from uh, rawstory.com. Police officer seeks criminal charges against woman who videotaped police beating. That's right. So, police officer seeks criminal charges against a woman who taped a police beating. That's right. A police officer from Springfield, Massachusetts, has filed an application for a criminal complaint against a woman who res- recorded his, f- a f- his fellow officer beating a black suspect while he stood by, according to the Republican. In, no- in November of 2009, Tarisha Green made a 20-minute recording of now-retired Springfield patrolman Jeffrey A. Asher repeatedly beating Melvin Jones III with a flashlight during a traffic stop. The recording shows a group of other officers standing around Jones without intervening. Jones was partially Jeez. blinded in one eye from the attack and had bones all over his face broken. The officers claimed that Jones grabbed one of their guns as they tried to arrest him and that Asher struck Jones with his flashlight in order to disorient him. Now, I want you to try to imagine for a second that a police officer says, for whatever reason, you know, it could be any reason, 
they didn't like the things that you said, you know, your skin color upset them, uh, you know, you were being belligerent with them, whatever. They said, you just tried to grab my gun. And then they begin to beat you. If there's no videotape, who are they going to believe? There, unless if there's no videotape and no witnesses that can't be impeached or intimidated right. to the point of not talking, they're going to believe the police because the judge, the prosecutor, the police, the court system, they all work for the same person or the same paycheck. It, it, it seems that way. You know, I mean, I've you don't want to believe it, but. You know, when I was this this week, uh, maybe it was last week, last week when uh, my co-host Ian, our, uh, our our normal number one uh, co-host here, or number one host here, he is uh, in jail because he had a court case and where he uh, stood in front of a police car because he felt that they were doing something unjust and he's uh, got a 90 day sentence. Um, I He asked the, the judge who he represents. The judge said he represented the state. That's right. Now, the state was the one that was prosecuting Ian, so if the judge represents the state and the state is the attorney that's prosecuting uh, Ian, then it's pretty obvious whose side the judge is on. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, this, the judge has a, an interest in seeing the court system continue. He's, he has an interest in seeing cases because it justifies his job and his paycheck. Now, if the judge wanted to, uh, actually had an interest for real justice and, and wanted to see these victimless crimes not processed or not put into his courtroom, then he wouldn't really have a job then. He'd be just waiting around for the few uh, criminal complaints. And in Keene, in this area, there aren't a whole lot of criminal activity. There are some. But but relative the burglaries, the the rapes, the murders, right. you know these kind of they things. happen. They definitely do. They certainly happen, but they're not the largest uh, percentage of what judges deal with on a day to day basis. That's right. Mostly they they're dealing with uh, drug crimes, uh, traffic uh, situations, victimless crimes, crimes. Well, and and the there is a uh, a part of the judge's job that's devoted to things like divorce yeah. and. Um, uh, one contract, a uh, contract sort of disputes and, and that sort of stuff. And in those cases, you know, a contract dispute between two people and uh, over business or whatever, I think that's a valid sort of place for, well, somebody who some does sort of mediator or yeah. arbitrator. Sure. I don't, I don't know if the state judge is the appropriate person. I'd rather see a private arbiter or a private mediator. But, I think you're going to get better customer service out of uh, out of a, an arbitrator. Um, you know, when it comes to the you know monopolistic civil court system, exactly, it is designed so that the rich and powerful are able to slam and destroy those that aren't. And um, you know, you it, it, it's very, 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 very difficult to get justice out of that. Right. So the the, the claim the officers going back to the story, the officers claim that Jones grabbed one of their guns as they tried to arrest him, and that Asher struck Jones with his flashlight in order to disorient him. But a grand jury rejected that claim, finding no evidence that Jones behaved aggressively towards them. And they found that why? Because of the video. Okay. So Michael Cedargren, um, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing it right, was one of the four officers disciplined for the incident. He was suspended for 45 days. Cedargren claims Green violated the state's wiretapping laws by recording him without his consent. Now remember, this is the same state and the same laws that Pete Nadamo faced down in Greenfield. Mm. If if Officer Cedargren feels his rights were violated under the law, then he has an opportunity to make his case in court, just like everyone else, Cedargren's lawyer said. 
When well, I, I sincerely hope what this results in is, uh, you know, the overturning of these stupid wiretap laws. You know, I, the, the premise of them is that somebody who doesn't know that they're being recorded shouldn't be being recorded. And I can see why somebody might decide that that's a good idea. What it's turning into is the police are saying you cannot audio record us doing our business, mm-hmm. whatever that might be. Usually it uh, is, is something, you know, they're not worried about them saving kittens from trees. They're worried about them be, being videotaped, blinding some guy because uh, they're they're lying about him going for their gun. Right. Think about it. If if the police were doing something that was noble and that was great, they they wouldn't have a problem with you videotaping it and putting it on the internet so that they can show other people, look look what I did. Like if you, you said rescuing a kitty cat from a tree or something like that. Yeah, yeah, get that on tape so I can show my daughter that what I was doing. You notice how this uh, this guy, uh, you know, this this despicable human being um, that was involved in this, how he Michael Cedargren. He is protected from a lawsuit uh, himself by you know this limited immunity that uh, police officers enjoy in doing their job, and um, you know that that you know protect them from responsibility for their own actions. He he's able to to be protected there, but he can file a lawsuit directly against this woman. So this woman couldn't file a lawsuit against him because of the badge he wears, and he only got forty five day suspension, right? Yeah, I mean big. They, he, he stood, he there, and stood there and watched this guy beat a man uh, for uh, you know t- to the point that he was blind yes. uh, in one eye, faces fractured, lied. You know, disgusting. This guy should go to prison. Yes, yes, that's right. But instead, he was given a forty-five day uh, uh, suspension. He, he went back to work and then he retired with his retirement plan, of course, because that oh, yeah. state benefit package—that's what keeps him coming. That police force and the police state are still alive. 855-450-FREE. I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game. It's all in your browser. There's nothing to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources in a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com, use coupon code FTL, and double your mining speed. It's free. MineThings.com. Talk live, 855-450-FREE. That's 3733 if you need me to spell out those uh, letters for you. And that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's a good thing I've got you here, JJ. That's right. (laughs) Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. Well, you know they're going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option, 22,000 times healthier. It's the e-cigarette. You can get one from Vaporsmiths.com. It's one of the best-produced e-cigarettes out there. A lot of e-cigarettes that are being produced are just, well, junk, I'm afraid. Uh, Vaporsmiths has a much larger uh, coil that uh, it vaporizes from, heating element, I guess. And uh, this makes for you know a, a, a better experience. Uh, JJ, you're using one. 
Yes, that's right. And uh, you, you haven't have you gotten your uh, cardamizer? I haven't gotten the cardamizer just yet. Okay, I do like how it draws though. As far as the e-cigarettes, I've tried a couple, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it feels really solid. That's what I like. You can get one. Uh, you can get a starter kit for uh, I think it's uh, buy forty cardamizers. I think they're sixty nine dollars or seventy dollars or something like that. And all orders over sixty bucks get free shipping, so you get free shipping. So that's a free starter kit and free shipping if you go to vaporsmiths dot com or call eight five five to get vapor vaporsmiths.com 855 to get vapor that's uh, the show about your calls so uh, let's go let's go ahead and take them we've got uh, Joshua in Oklahoma Joshua are you there yes I'm here how are you gentlemen excellent doing well what would you like to talk about uh, well I'm maybe a little late to the game I've been mystified about this whole wiretapping thing since I have a degree in motion picture producing and we had to study the law about shooting pictures and the Supreme Court decided a long time ago that you have a constitutional right to film or audio anything which can be seen or heard from public property or your own property. Interesting. Okay. That's, as far as I know, that has never been overturned. Do you have any uh, – so you heard this in college. Um, I, I guess you don't have any idea that it's uh, – whether – you know, what case this is, this might be? No, I could probably dig it up, but would any judges actually care? Uh, you know, this this happens over and over and over again where, in fact, uh, you know, people show case law to uh, to judges and police and they just don't seem to give a fly and flip at a rolling donut what it says. Um, that much is true, but it, it's nice to be able to know. <laughs> I think well, it would be here help- in Oklahoma, the, the law says specifically that you have a right to record any conversation to which you are a party, even if the other party thinks that it's confidential. Okay, and that's as far as I'm concerned. That makes you know both. I guess when you're talking about citizens, I can kind of see this. You know, there's there's been conversations I've had in my life that I wish that wouldn't have been uh, broadcast or, or something like that. Certainly, where I was, uh, you know, may may not have been acting as uh, upright and just as I should have. Maybe I was, you know inebriated maybe i was talking bad gossiping about somebody who knows i mean certainly there's instances when it would have made me stung really hard if um, that conversation was recorded and i didn't know that it was but uh, you know at the same time it's what someone said it's reality yeah so it's not like one's lying or misrepresenting something so i'm really i'm kind of torn on the issue of citizens doing this you know in, individuals uh, free people doing this to each other but when it comes to the government people you're on talking about public servants supposedly on public property receiving public money doing the public's will and they can't be recorded by the public yeah that's absurd i think well, go ahead go ahead. i i I have another question. Every time I see one of these, the person with the camera makes it obvious what they're doing. Yeah. Why do they not, especially when they're working in teams, get, I mean, you can, for 80 bucks, you get a video camera with a 200x optical zoom, film it from 50 yards away, and put a remote mic on the guy. Sure. And keep uh, your stay out of it. Well, well, a lot of the actors. They also that, have uh, sort of uh, on on your person uh, mini mics and stuff, mini mini cams. Sure, there's a lot of technology that could benefit this, but a lot of the activists yeah. doing this stuff don't have the money for that technology, well, or they don't have it handy. In a lot of cases, or or they're shooting with a regular video camera and they go out into the yard, like the lady in uh, I think the Bronx or wherever it was, instead right. of shooting from the front porch or inside the window with the window open and, you know, get everything. Because it's, uh, in most of these cases, it's the action we need to see, not to hear the sound. 
You know, I, I wonder, I, I think the sound can be so important in these instances because, you know, like the Rodney King um, situation. Now, admittedly, it was an amazing video that changed uh, America, but it didn't have sound to it. And people always wondered, well, what happened beforehand? What was he saying? What you know, this kind of, you know, those kind of things. And I, I've, I always feel like sound is, is, you know, to me, if I had the option when I'm dealing with a police officer right there on me, I'd rather have sound than video. Right. So you can record what he well, says to you. And if he lies to you, that would just simply help your case if it went to court. Uh, how? They're allowed to lie to us. The judges don't care about that. <laughs> they certainly don't <laughs> seem to care. They, yeah, they don't seem to care, but a jury might. No, and this is the problem the Soviet Union had. They had all these great rights in their constitution and laws, and the judges would not enforce them. Yeah, the judges do what they want. It's the same thing with the police. They're, they don't actually follow any specific laws. In fact, what they do is whatever they can get away with. And if they can't get away with it, they change procedure or they change policy or they, they, they get their buddy to do something and cover it up or whatever. But rarely are they held to account. Sure. And even in the states where the law says that the corpus delicti, the body of a crime, requires an action and an intent and a victim. Right. And there's no victim. There's no victim when you're speeding. You bring right. that up in court and they say, yeah, we don't care. Yeah, right. It's amazing, um, you know, that, that this is this is the, the case that. You know, common law was always based on there being a victim. I'm not saying the common law was, uh, you know, by any means, uh, you know, always just or anything like that. But when you compare these uh, malum prohibitum laws to, uh, you know, situations where people actually have, uh, you know, they've, they've been harmed, it's an entirely different thing. And it's amazing the punishments could be so similar. You know, somebody can possess uh, an item that's been banned by the government and receive sentences that are commensurate to people that have raped people, killed people, uh, you know, done some all kinds of heinous crimes and, uh, you know, that uh, were victims. Worse. Worse. It, the, it, average sentence for murder, the average sentence for murder is a little over five years, and the average sentence for possession with intent to distribute is four times that. It might be homicide. I think that there, um, if you figured that in, um, you know, it would seem to me that uh, that, that might be – people tend to uh, confuse homicide and murder. They sound so similar from the television shows. Joshua, I really thank, the, thank you for the call today. Um, it's enlightening. The uh, you know when it comes to uh, it comes to these situations, I just I'm befuddled as to the average person thinks that it's fair that cops be recorded while they're on duty, but somehow or another they're going to use this legal system to make it stop. I mean here here in New Hampshire, there's been well they multiple don't, instances. They don't even need to do that. All they need to do is intimidate people into not challenging that. That, uh, that decision they made to arrest you for wiretapping. They just need to intimidate people into obedience and into being the slaves that they want them to be. And as long as that happens, they don't need to worry about laws or policy or procedure or any of that stuff because the slave won't put up a fight. Um, I'm getting a request here that uh, you know people want to be updated, and I think we should do this. We did it uh, in the, earlier in the show, but people want to be updated. What's going on with Ian? Um, Ian is on um, day two of his uh, 90 day sentence for standing in front of a police car um, that uh, you know some kind of obstruction of official duties or, or something like that. He stood there because he believed that uh, they were taking somebody to jail unjustly. 
And um, we have uh, been working on, you know, maybe some some long shots, long shots, people of uh, trying to get him out uh, early. You know, the, I guess there's been uh, some kind of you know motion for reconsideration filed. Um, you know, I, th- I think we're going to try to do something, you know, where I get a chance to testify that, uh, you know, or something like that. We're going to try whatever we can try and hopefully it, uh, it will, will turn out well. Likely he will get some kind of good time. Yes, um, that uh, you know he could do as little as uh, you know two thirds of his. It's it's left days. up to Van Winkler, uh, the uh, Van Winkler, the uh, jail superintendent, whom Ian has talked to and had many cordial conversations. Yep. That doesn't mean anything, though. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. You know, the smart money is on um, you know these these motions not doing anything, and then Ian getting out somewhere between sixty and ninety days from now. It seems to me. Pre talk live, eight five five four fifty three seven. Three three. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. Free Talk Live. Yeah, if you give us a call real quick at 855 450 F-R-E-E. We might be able to slip you in. Uh, but, you know, we were talking about this uh, situation where this cop is, well, um, you know, suing this woman over her videotaping him and his cohorts stand around while one cop beat a man blind yes. in one eye um, for, they say, reaching for his gun. But she had the videotape. And this didn't happen. That's right. So, um, you know, what this resulted in was, well, this this poor uh, police officer that all he did was stand there while another one of his uh, cohorts, well, he's one of the good guys. Remember, right. he didn't beat anybody. And this is what you'll get told all the time is, well, most cops are good. If this is true, then, and, and you know, okay, it's a statement that I'm, I tend to want to believe. I do. Right. If this is true, then... Did it just so happen that this guy that beat this man blind um, and Lynn lied about him going for his gun? Right. It, it he just happened upon. Well, how many how many cops were in this group? There's was four it, officers. Four officers. One um, standing around, or four officers. There was uh, three other officers that had watched, and the one so, that had done the beating. Strangely, he ends up with the three officers in the department that would stand around while he beat somebody right. blind, and then lie about it for him. Yes. I mean, you know, this is this is what we would uh, be told to believe. Now, um, you know, I heard. I've recently talked to a, uh, a friend um, who, you know, has has some strong connections to law enforcement. Said that, uh, you know, he believes that eh, maybe twenty twenty five percent of officers are corrupt. Uh, that the other uh, seventy or so is basically um, 
you know, just people there for paychecks that'll, you know, do anything they're told, and that 5% are the good guys. Wow. And I really do, and you know, I, I, I don't know. That's just some number he gave, and I don't know what to believe and what not to believe. I frankly do not. Um, I, but, you know, when I see situations like this, this guy is suing this woman. Yes, for a criminal Criminal charges, of course. Oh, I thought this was a civil situation. She's oh, she's being charged criminally, so he's not even paying for it. You're right. Um, so you're right. This would be the violation of the wiretap. So it's yep. a criminal charge. Um, you know, trying to get this one on criminal charges for catching him stand around while one of his brethren c- committed a felony. Yes. I mean, if if you ever needed an example of why cameras are good and why wiretapping laws ought to be stricken down, this is the perfect example. Because what you get is accountability, you get transparency, you get what actually happened as opposed to what the thin blue line tells you happened. You know, um, I think that uh, it seems to me that if we're going to have these guys that, that are called police officers, that they should be they should have a camera embedded in their badges with a microphone. Yes. Um, that that microphone and camera should be uploaded, streamed directly to a website that is viewable by all citizens in that town, I guess everywhere, but uh, you know, if you're paying this guy's paycheck, as far as I'm concerned, you've got the right to know what he's doing, at least on duty. If his camera isn't running... Then he should be immediately, uh, you know, deal with you know a suspension. There should be you know progressive punishments for a deputy or whatever term they wish, wish to use for these guys that doesn't have his camera running. And I think that you'd have a much higher level of accountability. I also think they should be able to be sued for their actions. Um, if you know, not just not just sue the city because if the city gets sued and it loses, it's the taxpayer that has to pay for it. Right. Exactly. That's disgusting. That's you know right. these guys. These guys get all kinds of benefits. They get all kinds of uh, uh, you know pensions and all this other stuff. Yep. I, I I really I just find it very very frustrating and despicable, and I can't imagine how it is that we continue to put up with it over time. Because a lot of people find it's much easier to bury their heads and to look the other way than to do anything. Now, now in this case, there is one officer doing the beating and three officers standing by doing nothing. Now, which of those officers is the good one? I mean, they all say cops are good. What, not stopping the beating? I mean, wouldn't a good person be like, listen, dude, you, you stop beating him in the face with your flashlight and let's just arrest him and take him down to the, the station. I mean, wouldn't that what a good cop would be doing? Yeah, uh, <laughs> at the very least, stopping the guy from beating him. Now, I, a good cop, a good cop would have arrested the cop that hit that guy and then claimed... Well, you know, uh, yeah, but then he might have been a dead cop because his buddies might have uh, took issue with that. Well, But this is what we would have... This is what callers so often would have us believe. And, yes. you know, I get farther and farther, and I, you know, maybe I shouldn't. I, I try my very best not to, but I get farther and farther from believing that a good cop can actually exist. I know what you're that saying. They might, that, they, they, that they can, you know, that they are not run out on a rail. I, don't, I, I would love to see video on the internet or wherever. I don't care where you show me the video, but I want to see video of a good cop doing something uh, just good. Oh no, there's there's lots of the, that. Okay, you see that I don't that actually I believe. See the, the, I don't actually believe that people are good or bad. I think that they all have good and bad in them. But you, it, it, for well, for one to be a good cop, in my opinion, one must enforce the law in a fair and just fashion. And it would be only fair and just that he would arrest uh, immediately. 
pull his gun and say, uh, you know, get down on the ground. What are you doing? You can't get hit that guy. He didn't do anything to you. You, right. you can't use that kind of force. What? Get on your ground. Get. I said, get on the ground. You pull that weapon. I will put this bullet right, right in your face right now, Mister. You know. And he's like, Teddy, slow down, man. We're all friends here. None of that. Right. None of that. <laughs> you know. Th- th- that's what a right. good cop would do. And. Unfortunately, I don't, I don't think know there if are humans any. are even capable of this. This is what I really wonder about because you, it, you know, t- people tend to think in groups. They're kind of a tribal beast, and I don't think they can be well, good. Think, I don't think that humans can you've be been trusted. In, you've been in, in activist situ- situations before, and you've seen a lot of activists do things. Now, uh, I don't know how many times you've been around when they've they swooped in and arrested someone or anything like that. But if if one of the activists were to get violent. Or do something wrong, then I and others would step in and stop this person from either harming someone else or damaging some some other property. And and I know there's several people who would do that exact yeah. thing. Yeah, sure. In fact, we've we've sat there and there's the you know someone yelling at the police, cussing at him, and and you're like, listen, calm down, man. Just just calm down a little bit. Let's 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 back up a second and try to maintain some sort of peaceful composure. You know, so the, the self-regulating mechanism isn't there within the police force. They have no incentive to regulate themselves, nor hold each other accountable, because there is no incentive. No one is punishing them, and there is no reward for doing it. I, yeah, I... It's I, I I don't know you know when I'm listening I'm thinking about yesterday when in Ian's trial they had several videos that were filmed by activists. And they use them as evidence against Ian in his trial. Now, I've got no problem with this, um, you know, evidence being portrayed. But this is the you know, this is in the same courtroom that activists have been disallowed from having, um, you know, cameras in the same court building. Activists have been disallowed from having cameras because. Uh, one activist asked some questions to a uh, a judge in a very calm That's right. uh, voice. The judge had him arrested for a felony with, of threatening. Yep. And the video was out there, and it was shown that uh, you know that the, the guy lied. You oh, know, right. Or, you know that his his interpretation of the situation was not consistent with reality. Yep. Um, and. Uh, you know, th- then they're like, well, well, we can handle this. We'll just not let c- cameras anywhere near our bureaucrats That's anymore. right. You see how his judge friends covered for him by eliminating all cameras from now on. Uh, believe me, if you would have charged a judge with threatening, you likely would have been j- put in jail immediately for um, until the, it was investigated. And if you had uh, proof, then maybe you could do something with like video or something like that. But, you know, this judge, this happened. Nothing has happened to him. I'm not saying I want things to happen to him. Right. I'm just saying that these this is all messed up. You know, they'll claim that they, they don't want you videotaping, but then they'll use the videotape as evidence against you. I mean, it's disgusting. Well, it's part of our class system. You know, that the police are at one level above the, the peons and the serfs, and then above them is the judges. And the police don't want to mess with the judges. And the politicians are up there somewhere, yeah, too. Yeah, somewhere in the, the hierarchy is the, the politicians and, you know, the governor and, and various uh, bureaucrats. And the only thing... The only thing that is an equalizer with these folks are cameras and yes. audio recordings. These are the only when you can catch them doing their dirt, and you can put it on the internet, and you can get it into that uh, that uh, cable network news cycle. It changes everything. But yeah, that's and that and they know that they know that that's the thing that crumbles their power and their legitimacy. And you know, I the more they fight it. 
rather than just you know acting like they're accountable for what they do, acting in a reasonable fashion, they're going to fight this. And that's what I find so disgusting about it. That's why I say, you know, where are the good cops? Where are the good judges? Really? Yep. These people are hiding from cameras, and I'm supposed to believe that they're good people? Hmm. Thanks a lot, all this is JJ and Mark.